Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Wednesday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone as well as TikTok at Big Red Zone. And tell a friend. This week, it was the heartfelt homecoming of Tom Brady. We're going to break that down as well as a few other games from the weekend. Also, it's playoff baseball, baby. Sox are back in the playoffs. And we'll break down that as well as the end of the season awards for the MLB. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I'm joined by Danny Football. What's going on, Big Red? We're fresh off of apple picking. Fresh off apple picking. Danny Football and I and the fam went out for some apple picking yesterday. Some good old-fashioned fall fun. <coughs> Jeepers, Carl. I just had some Doritos, and they're all stuck in my throat. It's a bad time to have some Doritos. Dave Football's coming off a concert, so his breath, his, uh, not his breath. Hey, my his, breath uh, is gone. It took my breath his, away. Took his breath away. Who was that? Who did you see? Jack Harlow. How was that concert? It was so good, man. It was so good. House of Blues is a good venue. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, Red Sox, Yankees was right across the, right across the street. Um, so we had the Red Sox, Yankees crowd. We had the Jack Harlow crowd. It was a good time. Uh, it was a great show. Uh, I screwed my voice up and it doesn't help that I have to teach boxing classes throughout the week. So I just kind of kept on it, kept on it, kept on it. And then around Thursday, Friday, just fell off the table. So yeah, it definitely doesn't help when you have to yell for a profession when you're teaching class. No, it does not. But yeah. here we are. Hey, we're going to power through a, next man up. You know what? He's a true professional folks, <laughs> an absolute true professional. Um, so as we talked about, we'll get to it in a little bit, but uh, obviously the, we're going to want to dive into that Pats Bucks game, an emotional weekend for uh, New England fans and Tom Brady fans everywhere. Uh, our thoughts are with uh, Jared Haven, who has been through the record the last week and a half. He's not here tonight, but I saw on Instagram he made it through. Um, but let's start off. Let's start off this uh this show with a little weekend recap. It's the weekend recap. So for weekend recap, we picked three games of the NFL season in the weekend. Uh, one of which is the Pats game. But for our first game, we're going to go with a huge marquee matchup. It was a pick of the week last week. Two picks, of the us, two picks of the week last week. Uh, it's cards Rams day football. Tried to baited me into taking the team. He picked the Rams and that was the team I wanted. And then he said, go cards. Oh, you know, you want to go cards. And then of course I was like, no, I want to stick to my guns. So he's like, all right, I guess I'll take them. And the cards ended up beating the Rams. He totally fleeced me. Kyler he Murray, baby. He swindled me into taking the Rams. Um, but yeah, let's start with the, Let's start with the cards because I think, you know, that's the first game we should be talking the first team we should be talking about. They're a scary team. They're a legit undefeated team, the 4 0. And, you know, I think you mentioned his name. Kyler Murray is a, I've, I said this in the notes, a potential MVP candidate this season so far in this young season. 
So what I'm really gathering from this 4-0 start from the Cardinals is this is kind of what we were expecting last year. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyler Murray's second year, he's coming off a pretty good rookie year. They bring in D-Hop. Um, they bring in all these other guys, and they kind of underperformed last year. It was kind of disappointing to see, considering who the personnel was and how many, st- like, the step forward they were supposed to take. So I see this 4-0 start, and I think this is it. Like, now it's Kyler's third year, D-Hop's second year in the system. You got even more pieces in the offseason. Um, Cliff Kingsbury had as another year of coaching under his belt. So they come in against an undefeated Rams team that was very impressive against the Bucks, and they take it to him. Kyler Murray goes off. He has a hell of a day. And, you know, Matthew Stafford on the other side, like you put in the notes, still deserves respect. It was a good battle of uh, guys who have been pretty good through three weeks, and Kyler Murray just happened to be the better man. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it. I think it's what you said. We were expecting this last year. But they also add, they added on. They said, you know what? It's not enough. we got to add more. They added veterans like A.J. Green. They brought mm-hmm. in a veteran running back such as James Conner to really compliment Chase Edmonds, uh, and who had a great day. Chase Edmonds had over had 120 uh, rushing yards, and James Conner added 50 with two touchdowns. Rob, thanks for fleecing me, buddy. Um, but I mean, I mean, AJ Green, how big is that having AJ Green in there to kind of open it up a little bit? DeAndre, obviously, D Hop's going to get his, and they have Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk, who wasn't even in the action yesterday. So they have such a deep team, and it's all built around the guy throwing the ball, number one, Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray is performing excellent this season. And we were talking about it last year. He was your way too early award pick. Last year for MVP. I don't know if you went with him this year. I forget what you said this year. But, I mean, if we were going to say who's the best like player or quarterback of the who's been playing, Kyle Murray's got to be in that conversation. Mm, absolutely. I mean, like you said, it is early. A lot can change between week four and week 18 now. A lot can change in that time span, but it's all about how you start in – even Matthew Stafford, like they're all off to great starts through four weeks. So mm-hmm. it's about keeping it up, winning games. I wouldn't be shocked if this is an NFC playoff game. The Rams are going to be fine after this. And the cards, I think, are legit. So I wouldn't be shocked if this is a divisional or a conference matchup. And I like how you said that the, uh, the Rams, like we said, aren't – I wouldn't say like, oh, see, the Rams are a fluke. They're, they're, they're still a great team. And I, I don't even think we've seen the full arsenal of Robert Woods. We haven't seen Robert Woods get as involved as he normally is. Cooper Cup's obviously been a beast. They got Van Jefferson in the game this uh, this week, and obviously it was great to have Daryl Henderson back for them. Uh, and Matt Stafford, it's all, again, the guy under center. Matt Stafford has looked phenomenal in four weeks, I will say in four weeks, including the one loss. You know, you're going to face some Titans. You're not going to have it some days, and – I think they're going to be fine. This, like you said, this I agree. This could be, a, you know, a potential divisional round, an AFC, uh, NFC championship matchup. Uh, these are two legit teams in the other conference, and man, it was it was a good game. It was uh, good to see these two titans. I said battle against each other. Solid game. So uh, let's move on to the next game. We're going to do Cowboys Panthers. Uh, Really, Dak had a huge day. 
right? Dak had an unbelievable game uh, through over 300 yards. Through, uh, no, sorry, that's he threw 188 yards, but he had four touchdowns. Zeke had over 143 yards and a touchdown. It was nice to see both of them complimented. Like uh, it's either been all Dak or all Zeke. And it was nice to see them two, like both have a pretty, you know, 180 yards is nothing, but four touchdowns have them both like do very well in the same game. This team is legit. The Cowboys, we just talked about it in the other game. Those two teams, the Cowboys are legit. The other, the other conference, the NFC is stacked. There's a lot of good teams over there, including the team they played in the Carolina Panthers, which we did not see coming. No, the Carolina Panthers are three and one now. They're they have, they have the same record as the uh, they have a better record than the Bucks. Let me just check this. Yeah, uh, they lead the NFC South. They lead the NFC South going into tonight. Obviously, this is Monday night. Uh, we got to wait for Monday night football because, you know, the wait no who wait no who's playing tonight. I have no idea. No, it, it's not. It's the Raiders. I was thinking of another conference. The other conference is uh, pretty close, too. Yeah, the, I was looking at uh, – never mind, AFC West. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're, they're leading the conference. Who would have thought? And a lot of it has to do with, I think, coaching and Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is a breath of fresh air. Over 300 yards and two touchdowns. He's still throwing picks, but when you're throwing over 300 yards and two touchdowns, you know – it's keeping you in the game. I mean, if he's got to kind of watch those picks when you start playing teams like this, but man, I, you know, can't really say too much negative about um, Sam Darnold. No, I was going to say, if we had a comeback, a too early comeback player of the year candidate, it, Sam Darnold is looking pretty good right now, man. Change of scenery, new coach, new system, new team. And this dude's showing why. He was a top five pick, at least to this point, why he was a top five pick a couple of years ago. Um, much like Zach Wilson, like we talked about after the Pats-Jets game, he didn't do anything to prove that he was a top two pick. Maybe it's just the Jets, like you said, because Sam Darnold's balling out right now, and it's very impressive because I did not see this coming from him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think something has to be said. First of all, with Adam Gase, any quarterback that has left Adam Gase has had a phenomenal first year out of their system. As well as the Jets, I feel like a lot of people, not too many people thrive in New Jersey with the Jets. So, you know, he's got, it's not like he has overwhelming weapons. Like there's no one on there. Like DJ Moore obviously is a really solid player. Uh, he doesn't even really use Robbie Anderson that much. Didn't have his uh, main guy, CMC. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like he has overall amendments. This kid looks really good, and I think you're right. He, If there is a most improved player and he continues this throughout the season, like I feel like he has to be the most improved player of the, of the season because he's unbelievable. It's like night and day compared. This kid they were ready to say was a bust, and now he has his team firmly, like not firmly, but he's in the driver's seat of his division in the same division that, you know, we have the Bucks, we have – the, I mean, the Saints are kind of a dumpster fire right now, but the, I mean, with the Bucks, he's tied for first with the Bucks, and I mean, you know, I think it's going to be a close matchup down the stretch, and it's going to be exciting to see if Sam Darnold can keep this pressure going throughout the rest rest of the season, except for when he plays the Patriots. Right, 
Because, I mean, even on the other side of that game, the Cowboys-Panthers game, on the other side, you have Dak Prescott coming off a torn knee, and he hasn't missed a step. He's still, like you said, 148 yards isn't a ton, or 180 yards isn't a ton. Yeah. But he's still throwing touchdowns. He's still commanding uh, the offense, and he's still winning games. So Three and one. This is really a showcase of two guys who, one was an injury, one was, you know, getting traded from his team that he was drafted on so highly. And this was, these were just two guys who are taking, you know, these first four weeks and really turning it around and showing people that they still have it. Yeah. If they do a, I think it's a comeback player of the year and they don't have it most improved. They have a comeback player of the year, which I bet that will be Dak Prescott. If he continues this up, because coming back from that snapped ankle, which could have been the end of a career or at least ended the height of what he was playing at. Right, right. I think he'll definitely, if he can continue that, he should definitely win it hands down. So let's get to the main event, right? This is this is the game that we really want to dissect and break into. Pat's Bucks. Obviously, it was an emotional weekend, emotional game, emotional day. It was the homecoming we all wanted is what I said. And, you know, as a whole, like just stepping back and looking at it, I want to say it was a great homecoming. It was like everything you could have hoped for. It was a close game. You know, it was back and forth between Mac and Tom and Mac, you know, we'll dive into it. Mac might even look better than Tom in that game. Uh, But it was back and forth. It came down to the last possession. You know, it's game of inches. And that's exactly what you, you didn't want Tom Brady to come in and just absolutely annihilate the Patriots. I wanted to see a battle. I wanted to see, I want to see a good game. And that's what we saw. It was back and forth. It was exactly the kind of game that we wanted. And it's, it's funny because if you ask me Danny football and we talked about it, apple picking before the game, we said, if you told kind of, we talked about, if you told me that the Patriots were going to lose 19 to 17, I would have said, I'll take that because it was a, it was a close game afterwards. I'm like, man, I wanted, that was a win we needed to have. Like, that's a win that we should have had, came home with. And it's funny because it's crazy after seeing the game, we definitely should have had that game. My whole take on the game as a whole was, I was kind of over the whole, like, they're playing the Adele video before the broadcast. They're doing, like, Brady's best moments. Like, I get it's the homecoming, but they just kind of, it wasn't so much that the media was worried about the game itself. They were worried more about the narrative of Brady coming back, which I think lends the fact to, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I think the media thought it was going to be a blowout. A lot of people thought it was going to be a blowout. So I think that's why they leaned so heavily on the, this is Brady coming back rather than Pat's bucks. Obviously it's a big story, but I mean, you open the broadcast with the Adele video. I'm like, all right, this is clearly what we're going for here. So I was looking forward to seeing what Mac Jones could do. I was looking forward to seeing how the Patriots defense was going to deal with this Buccaneers offense, which was loaded, albeit without Rob Gronkowski. But I did want to see how they reacted to, you know, this is still the defending Super Bowl champs. I want to see how we measure up. So what I gathered from this four quarters of football is kind of what you were getting to at the end is this was a winnable game. I mean, J.J. Taylor fumble withstanding, we kind of outplayed him in every facet of the game. I mean, Devin McCourty, questionable call on the forced fumble on the punt. J.J. Taylor fumbles on what would have been a short field. 
the in, the interception not on Mac at all, just off of Aguilar's hands and straight into the defense. So you know, two takeaways is hard to come come by as it it's hard to overcome as it is, and to still have a chance with a fifty six yard field goal in a monsoon, and it hits the upright, not even like wide left, wide right, short. It, it had the distance, my man. He was just a foot or a foot and a half short or far left. to the far left. Yeah. Man, it like we were saying, like I thought it was going to be a blowout. And like you said, again, if you told me, hey, 1917 game, I'll take it every day of the week. But if you said, hey, it's going to be 1917, but Nick Folk's going to have a pretty good chance at a 56 yarder to win. And he's going to put it off the upright. I'd be like, damn, I really wish we had that one. So that was kind of what my takeaway was from the game was it was a winnable game. I thought we outplayed them. I thought Mac outplayed Brady. I thought the defense showed me a lot considering how they looked against Jameis Winston and the Saints. And man, I really wish we had pulled that one out because that would have been a statement win with Brady's big comeback. And that would, I'm not going to say it wasn't Mac Jones's coming out party because he looked like nails, but just to have that win under his belt would have been huge. I think it also helps your play because we all picked this team to be a playoff team and it would have helped your chance to be a, you're two and two. Now one Tom's three. two and two. Oh, no, yeah, if you if want, if you want you're two yeah, and you're two, right. yep, you're yep, a game yep. back from the bills playing the bills twice, which you could kind of make up that game here and there, you know, and looking at the rest the landscape of the AFC, we kind of talked about how loaded the NFC is. The AFC is kind of a mess. If I'm being honest, I mean, the NFC's AFC North is kind of, is, you know, looking solid. The Bengals are three and one, the Ravens are three and one, the Browns are three and one. But if you look around the rest of the AFC Titans are the number one seed in their two and two, the Raiders are the number one seed right now. This is what I was talking about, but the chiefs are two and two. So like it's all out of whack. And right now you're in a three-way tie for second at one and three. Technically, you're in the third spot because the Dolphins beat you week one. Like I said, like, I understand, like, have some, have some clarity about it. You went against the Super Bowl champs that were supposed to blow you out, and you were right there with them. I get it. And people should be happy with Mac Jones. Mac Jones played, like you said, played phenomenal. He threw 275 yards. They let him air it out. They let him run a little bit. He threw two touchdowns. The pick, I don't really hold too much. Um, too much weight in that the problem with this is and this is kind of going to be my segue to why i'm kind of done with giving this team a pass is it's still mistakes it's mental mistakes it's fumbles it's running out of bounds too long matthew slater who's a veteran i get it was close but you know i tend to lean on it was it depending on how they were explaining that call it's it's kind of right and the J.J. Taylor, I think, was the biggest fumble, biggest mess up of the game because it was you had all the momentum. You came out of half. You went into halftime up. You came into halftime getting a huge stop and getting good field position. And then you just give it back up to Tom, who has a short field now, and just puts it in. Like, it's, it took all the wind out of the sails of this team. And I... I know this team hasn't been a big running team in the past. And I get you want to let Mac air it out, but they have no running game. No, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar was the leading rusher with four yards. I was, 
I was going to say, if you had to guess who would be the leading four rusher. Four fucking yards, dude. Tom Damian Brady ha- rushed for more yards than we did yesterday. Right. And that Which, and happen. I'll say this, I'll say this. This might not be a popular opinion, but when Tom Brady tucked that ball and ran, I wanted someone to take his fucking head off. No <laughs> bullshit. Between the lines. Between the lines, you're dead to me. And as soon as he started running, I was hoping Judon was going to take him out. It, this is a real problem. I, I mean, we talk about the O line. The O line actually, it held, like, it held for the most part. I mean, that got slammed. I was gonna say he got he took a shot at one point, and I wasn't very happy about it. But for the most part, they held. That being said, the Bucks didn't have JPP, so they didn't have their full complementary of guys. But and I also was, to say I was, that, also, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just gonna finish by saying I was pleasantly surprised. I was uh, to add on the JPP thing. They also were really hurting at corner. Like, and then they end up losing another corner in the middle of the game. And I will say Mac Jones was absolutely picking on uh, Richard Sherman. He was going his way that. all he night. He his ass all night. All bullied him all night. night long. Uh, but getting back to the rushing, the rushing is a serious problem. Damien Harris problem. ran for negative four yards. If I'm Bill Belichick right now, what are we going to do with this team in a whole? Are we going to just say this is a developmental year for Mac Jones? Let's see what he can do with the team he has. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to ride it out, see how many wins we can get, and let it let it go. Or do we want to try to make a run at this? If we want to make a run at this, you need to find someone in the running game to bring in here, whether it be trade, whether it be some free agent. I don't know who's out there. I do agree that the running game can't be that abysmal. Don't get me wrong. I want Mac to sling it. I mean, the kid was, he had what, 20 straight completions at one point. It was fucking nuts. He was throwing all over these guys, but at a certain point, you need to be able to get those runs. You, we look at that last drive that led to the field goal. It was third and three and everyone in the, in the stadium knows it's going to be a throw because the running back isn't the running game isn't working and Shaq Barrett's able to get a paw on it, knock it down. It's fourth and three. And again, you don't have a running game, you know it's going to be a pass, so they elected for the field goal. Whereas I think if the running game was somewhat established last night, you would have been able to either A, just run and get these first downs, or B, the Bucks defense would have respected the run enough that, okay, maybe this is going to be a run. Maybe this might not be a pass. Who knows? If it turned into a one-facet game, credit to Mac Jones. I mean, the kid threw and threw and threw and threw, even though everyone – and myself knew every game, I mean, every play was going to be a pass. He still did it. 40 times. Exactly. So credit to Mac Jones for completing passes, despite the fact that the defense pretty much had to play prevent all night long because they didn't have to worry about stacking the box for a rush. Yeah. So I'll finish by saying that something needs to change. Damian Harris, I'm not going to bury him, but he might not be the guy for this season, maybe down the road, maybe next season, maybe two seasons from now, he's still young, but for right now, I would lean more towards, I would like a veteran back in there who knows what he's doing, who knows how to get yards and help this kid out. I got the guy for you, Danny football. Who you got? Here's the guy free agent, still a free agent, which I think this would be a slam dunk for the Patriots. He's a veteran guy, exactly what you said. He has injury problem, injury prone problems before, but he's a former top pick in the draft. Todd Gurley is still Ooh. available as a free agent. 
I'd take a flyer on him all day, every day of the week. I think he's exactly the kind of back that we would need. Force JJ Taylor out. Force Steven. JJ Taylor can get cut yesterday. I'm done with JJ Taylor. I can't do it anymore. It's not worth it. I just think Todd Gurley is a good. I think that's a good flyer. I mean, you're taking him for the. Yo, yeah, 1000%. If it's like a league minimum flyer, why the fuck not? Sign him on a one year deal, prove it deal. He'll get to play with Mac Jones. He comes in. You, I'd trust going. He kind of fills that James White role. It's like I, I would be fine with him taking less snaps. And it's someone like you said that last drive really was a detriment because we couldn't run the ball. Third and two, we have to pass. Fourth and two, instead of going for it, now you can sign like load up as like uh, with a one running back in the set in a shotgun. Even if he's next to you and he doesn't run it, Todd Gurley next to you or another running back next to you that makes you at least think about a run and you have a chance to pick up two yards. When our, our um, overall rushing total was negative one yards for the game. That is embarrassing. And I mean, take that for what you will. Cause the negative one yard comes from Mac Jones's kneel down at the end of the first half. Take that for what you will. But I mean, when you're at negative one or zero rushing yards for an entire NFL football game. It's not good. It's hard to win a football game when that's the case. They have a good uh, rush defense. So you just maybe are saying, all right, Mac, here's the ball. We're throwing to you all day, every day of the week. But man, this kid is going to get killed because A, he doesn't have a good line and B, the defense doesn't have to worry about handing the ball off because they're just going to give it to Mac every time. Right, right. But I mean... All things considered, it was a good, it was a great game. It was a great game. It was an excellent game. I do wish we had I do wish we had taken it. Um oh, and then you know it sucks that it came down to a 56 yard field goal and a downpour, but do you go for it there? Uh fourth and three. I probably would have gone for it just because you know Nick that would have been Nick Folks' career long field goal attempt. Would have tied. Would have tied, tied it. His- um Fourth and three, the Bucks hadn't really shown anything in that drive that they're going to stop you. I know they deflected a pass on the third down, but fourth and three, we're, I mean, it's, 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 if you probably, re- I know a lot of people want to run statistics now. I can't imagine the statistics for going on a fourth and three are any different than kicking a 56 yard field goal. Yeah. The game's on the line either way. So I, I would have leaned more towards fourth and three. Maybe you do look and I know he doesn't run much, but maybe an RPO really throw him off and have Mac just kind of see if he can cut the corner and get to the pylon, not the pylon, but the first, the chains, see if he can get a first down with his legs. I, it, I'm obviously, I'm not obviously not Josh McDaniels, but I think I would have gone for it on fourth and three. Just kind of, you know, ran with what got me to the dance and that's Mac Jones's arm. Yeah. I mean, I go back and forth on this. When I when it first happened, I'm like, why don't we have Mac Jones out on the field? Reason being, you have 57 seconds left. Best case scenario, you knock down a field goal and you give Tom Brady 57 seconds just to get a field goal. Like, how many times do we have to see this movie before we know the ending? Like, it's it's true, true. It's, and I get the defense was phenomenal yesterday. I get it, but would you rather take your chance at Mac Jones trying to score? But he had already he down? had already done it. That's the thing. He right. He had already driven down, gotten just enough yards for a field goal. So he, right. 
it, it wasn't even a case of all I've three seen timeouts too. Right. It wasn't even a case of I've seen this movie before. It's literally the last drive. We the drive we just saw him go on was a field yeah. goal drive. So, and at the same time, also like you said, Nick Folk tough wind can uh, rain conditions. His plant leg is was all screwed up all week. You know. But then, then I go back and I say, hey, he was kicking from, you know, he felt comfortable. He hit one from 60 the same way earlier in the day in the monsoon. I uh, was feeling good. He was feeling warm and he felt like he could make it. And it had the leg. It wasn't no, like he um, came up five yards short. It was just, he just missed it. It was yeah, just, no. And I'll, I'll say, I'm not putting that on Nick Folk. I mean, Jesus absolutely Christ, not. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, rain's coming down like game on the line. He fucking gave it all he had. It's not again. He didn't miss three yards to the left. He didn't miss three yards to the right. He didn't send it short, and it fell into the end zone. The dude hit the fucking goalpost. Yeah, it's a literally a game of inches. If it's a couple yeah. more inches to the right, this is a completely different conversation. It's right. holy shit. What balls for Belichick to say, "Hey Nick, go fucking get it," and he gets it. Yeah. And I mean, he's been one of the best kickers in the NFL the last year or so. So, I mean, I get what Bill's doing. He's trusting, he's trusting his kicker who actually, like, if you want to say who got him here, I know Mac Jones got him there that year. Um, yes. Uh, yesterday, he got him to that point, but Nick Folk carried that team last year when they couldn't score touchdowns, he was kicking field goals. So, I mean, you trust the leg that got you through the last couple of seasons, I guess I go back and forth. Cause I really, I, I, I don't think they had. I don't know. Josh threw every play at them yesterday and maybe they didn't, they, you know, they wa just wanted to try to trust the kick, the leg of Nick Folk. Uh, I, I just don't know, but it is what it is. You know, now you're one and three. This is not where we wanted to be. And like we said last week, you're one and three with very good and this week, excellent quarterback play. And this is kind of my point that I let in with after this game, I'm done giving the pass that says at least Mac Jones played good. At least he played well. Like I'm done. Like, unless, unless we come out and we all agree, like, all right, we don't really care about the season where, which I don't really want to do. Cause I think this team can actually win football games. If we're going to just say, you know what? Kumbaya. We did. We came out. We played hard. Mac Jones looked great. Mac Jones looked great. Mac Jones looked great. Mac Jones isn't the problem. I'm not mad at Mac Jones. I'm mad at JJ Taylor for fumbling. I'm mad at the false start on the final drive of the game and the missed false start that you know we didn't end up getting penalized. I'm mad at the fumble. I'm mad at all these mistakes that led to us not scoring or led to us giving Tom the ball back with short yardage or giving. Jameis Winston, the defense, you know, an extra possession. You know what I mean? I'm I'm tired of it after today because this Bucks team's the Super Bowl champs. It was a big game, emotional night. You know, it is what it, we weren't expecting to win this game. But after tonight, I am not going to sit here and say I'm okay with this loss. Mac Jones played well. I'm done because I don't I, like we've, we're becoming a mediocre franchise if we're just happy about the kids playing well, and I'm happy about the kids playing well. I, I don't get me wrong, but instead of looking at that, we got to start looking at guys like JJ Taylor who fumble the football or, you know, in the game, the defense two games ago, giving up a easy a third and third and long 
to convert with six minutes left in the game. So we couldn't go down and score or, you know, the defense not getting a stop at the end of the first game. You know what I mean? We got to start looking forward if we want to be competitive. And if we don't want to be competitive this year, and it's about in which I think some people are, they just want to see Mac Jones uh, develop. All right. So be it. But I think this team can win. I still believe in this team. It's just got to get its legs on it. We got to, instead of like being two and two and you can be like, all right, we're still in it, but we have a little leeway. We have zero leeway. Now we got to start winning some football games and it starts no, I, next week with the Texans. You know, I agree with you. I mean, one in one in one in three through four is never good. Um, obviously week one was a winnable game. Week two, we did win week three was kind of just a disaster game. And week four, you know, it's the Brady game. So that is what it is. So I do agree. One and three through four isn't great, but I am hopeful going, you know, we're one and three, but I'm hopeful going forward from what I've seen. We've really only had one disaster game and that was the Saints game. So um, I'm hopeful going forward, but I'm with you. We, we, it's either, Hey, we're one and three. Let's pull up, you know, let's pull up our boots. Let's go get this or let you know lay over and call it a day do you think this team can get to 10 wins we have wait 13 games now right 13 more games 17 minus four so we have 13 more games so we gotta go go, nine and four they'd have to go nine and four i think they play i think play the texans Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I said we're gonna we have the Texans, Jets. Um, uh, looking at like games right off the bat that we like should be giving me Texans, Jets, Falcons, Jags, Dolphins. Like you got and Dolphins already beat you once, and you're going there. One, two, I'd three. argue I'd, I'd argue you should go five, five and oh I'd argue you should go five and oh in that stretch. Right. Well, no, I I skipped around. So oh, the next okay. the next that's five games, wins then five wins. That's five wins, yeah. The next ge- couple games are Texans, Cowboys, Jets, Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons. And then you then the last little bit of the season is Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins. I think you can get 9 wins out of that. You get 5 I think it's fi- it should be 5 wins out of the 5 games you mentioned and then I think you can get 4 out of the remaining couple. I think, but like, it looks harder and harder. Like the Panthers, are they going to be the Panthers of old or the Panthers of the last first four weeks? The Browns, no slow. Well, you got to be able to beat good teams. So that it'll be right. a good You're litmus correct. test for the team. I'm not, we're not going to make the playoffs beating shit teams. We're going to have to make the playoffs beating the Browns or, you know, the Bills or beating the Chargers get, or pulling one back from the Dolphins or beating the Cowboys. We need to beat good teams if we're going to be a good team. So, yeah. Is do I feel confident right now? No, but that could change depending on how we look week weekend and week out. So if we go into the Cowboys game off a couple of wins, I don't give a fuck if we go in there and upset them. That's great. Then all right, we're good to go now. We're beating good yeah. teams. So next week we play the te- this week coming up we play the Texans. I think that's as close to a must win game as you oh, can yeah, get. Yeah, very much a must win. You got to you. You have to win the games you can win, and then win the win those big games. Like I said, the five teams you mentioned, those have to be you. Those have to be wins. Like you need to right. win those games. You're expected to win those games. It's right. when you play the Cowboys, Chargers, Bills that 
all right, you're not necessarily expected to win, but maybe it's a 50-50 coin toss. Maybe it's you're the underdogs, but you, you know, you got to pull out wins where you can, where right. you're, they're not expected. You can't, you know, there's right. a reason to make the schedule the way it is. They're not going to give you a 17 and no schedule. Right. You got to sneak a couple of those tough games in there. Right. Which like the, the Bucks game would have been. Right. I don't think anyone and, had the Bucks games circled as a automatic win. No. They probably had it circled as an automatic loss. And yet we were one, two feet away from winning it. So right. that's what you got to do. And I, I think they got to go into Tex, uh, Texas, uh, go into Houston and beat the Texans and annihilate them. Like you really need to have a statement win. And that gives you the confidence to go into the next Sunday against the Cowboys. Yeah, that's going to be my pick of the week. So I'll kind of break that down a little bit. For the Cowboys? For the Pats. Pats, Texans. Texans. Okay. Um, Before we move on. So is that confident? You're confident in this team going forward? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Does this put closure to the Tom Brady situation? Yeah, I'm done with it. it, I'm done with it. I'm done. I think it did. I think it did too. I think it was nice to finally. We got to have all the pomp, pomp and circumstance. Brady got to come in and, you know, do his rah, 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 I'm home type stuff. I mean, I'm done with it. It's too much. It was too much leading yeah. up to it. They It was completely overblown. I get that it's the media wanting to make a big story out of it, but I'm done with the whole Tom Brady thing. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer now. I'm a Patriots fan. I'll always respect what he did for us for 20 years, six championships. I respect him. I'm thankful for him. I'm grateful for it, but he's not on my team anymore, so I'm moving on. Right, right. And I think that – I think this team can finally start moving on as well because I feel like – the whole starts of the year, we've looked forward to this week. And this was right. the week that we were really looking forward because to. I, I think it was closure, like you say, because it was him in Foxborough, in Gillette, on that field. Because up until this point, he's kind of he, he's kind of existed in like his own like universe. Because right. he's in the NFC, he's in the NFC South. We don't see those teams or we don't play those teams every year. We don't play those teams that that often. So it's, and then even like cables, like markets, like we don't typically get get Tampa Bay games or NFC games or NFC South games. So you almost don't really like see, like, of course they're going to put them on primetime every now and then, but he almost like exists on his own. So it's like, all right, well, I get to watch my Patriots game because it's always on CBS at the same time, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'll watch maybe Fox has Tampa Bay on at 425. And he's kind of like on mm-hmm. his own. Yeah. So he did all that stuff last year almost on his own. But now this year he he you know, hey, I'm watching a Patriots game. Shit, he's across on the he's on the other sideline. It yeah. isn't just, oh, I'll watch the Pats game. I can watch the Brady later. It's nope, here he is. Pats yeah. game, it's Pats Brady. He's right in front of me. And he was an enemy last night, dude. He was an enemy. That's yeah. all it was. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want him to win, and I wanted him to fail, and yeah. that's what it was. It was a weird feeling. It was definitely a weird feeling to like cheer for this guy for no I, twenty I, years. I get it. it. Was, and my uh, my buddy but I Ke- was yeah. My buddy Kevin was over, and he was the entire game. He was like, I don't know how to feel right now. I don't know how to feel right now. I was on the other. I was on the other couch. I was screaming. I was like, "Fuck this! Fuck that!" Yeah, and I'm like. I was hoping I told you I wanted them to take his head off when he scrambled. <laughs> Dude, between those lines, it's done. Yeah, yeah. 
and I also liked, you know, his ultimate respect between the two, Bill and uh, Brady. And I, I, I can't believe I'm mentioning this absolute moron, Skip Bayless. But regardless of what happened, if that Nick Folk kick went in three inches or it missed like it did, the regardless of the outcome of last night's game, I hope people realize it wasn't just Bill and it wasn't just Tom. They needed each other to win. And I've said this for years. They needed each other to win. It was the perfect marriage. It was the perfect storm with Kraft and everyone involved. Only them could make this work. And just because Tom won a regular season game with arguably a far better roster than the New England Patriots doesn't mean Tom, it was all Tom and not Bill. Don't don't give me that nonsense. It was both of them. They both needed each other. And I, I'm 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 it it just irritates me when I see that. It was obviously Bill, it was obviously all Tom. The debate's over, blah, blah, blah. It isn't. It, it, there is no debate. It's two two greatest to ever do what they ever did. Just learn to appreciate it because it's I gotta tell you, it's going fast. We're not, we don't have too many more games with Tom Brady under center. We don't have too many more games with Bill Belichick calling plays on the sideline. So just enjoy it. Enjoy the time we have with these two great legends. Cause eventually they're going to be like uh, all the other, like uh, what's his name? Teddy, uh, Terry Bradshaw and all them right. all in the booth, just uh, saying, you know, commentating, commentating on the game. So enjoy it while it lasts and don't try to pick and, yeah, that's that's kind of been my stance the entire time was whether it was Patriot fans who were upset that he left or felt like they he spurned them or people who kept rooting for him. It's like, guys, it was going to come to an end eventually and it came to an end. Like, that's all it is. Like, Brady wasn't going to be a Patriot forever, whether it was leaving here or retiring. Bill Pelichick isn't going to be the coach of the New England Patriots forever, whether it's going somewhere else or retiring. Everything has an expiration date and the expiration date came for Tom and it will come for Bill. So like you say, enjoy it while it lasts. And then when it's over, it's over. So we don't know how much time we have, but every, for at least this week, we got both of them in the same place and it was a hell of a game. Yep. So I think that's, let's, let's put a book in on that. Let's look forward. It's a new season. It's new. Everything. Let's it's uh post post Brady game, which I'm kind of happy this week is over with. Let's move on to uh, this week's uh, picks of the week. Picks of the week. So obviously we talked about uh, daily football had a win, tied it up. We're two and two. What do you got for pick of the week? You kind of highlighted it. Yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm going Pats over Texans. I think Mac Jones is. I think that was Mac Jones's coming out party. It sucks he didn't get the win, but he looked amazing. I think we're gonna come out. The defense probably. I f- feel like the defense has some swagger to it now. The offensive line showed a little bit of, uh, a little bit of spirit and kind of keeping Mac Jones on his feet. A tiny I, bit of spirit. I know. I hate. <laughs> It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. For the most part. So I think they're going to come out against the Texans. Solid performance. They know they can hang with the Super Bowl champs now. They have all the confidence in the world. I think we truck the Texans. Yeah. I think you're right. Pats, this season, when picked in picks of the week, one and oh. Let's go. So you have, you're on, you're on, uh, you're on a good, the odds are in your favor. Matt, how good, favor. how good was Matt Judon last night? 
dude, he was a fucking monster. He, he was, was a monster. A, he was a monster. He was, as in the words of Bill Belichick, he was a problem. Um, I'm going Chiefs over Bills. The Chiefs are te- right now technically in last place in their division. They're not going to be there for that long. Okay, this this is this is maddening that they are in last place right now. This is, I mean, obviously it's going to change after tonight's game because we have two division players, uh, two division right, right playing each other. Uh, but this is nuts. How are the Chiefs two and two right now? This is absolutely maddening. They're going to win. It was kind of like last week with um, playing the Eagles. You knew they were going to win, and it was oh, they almost lost that game. I almost went Bills in this game, but I, I'm it's going a rematch Chiefs. of the AFC Championship game. It's too. a rematch of the AFC Championship game. Um, and there are they. I don't know what they're home. It doesn't matter. Chiefs need to start stringing together some wins. They're they're at home, at Arrowhead, primetime game. I mean, the Bills are going to be playing for um, keeping their undefeated record going, and I just think Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey had a quiet game. I bet he's going to explode. I, I just I just think it's. I mean, the Chiefs have to win this, or now you're going to start second guessing the Chiefs because it's like, man, now they're two and three. They're the four. They they were like the slam dunk pick to go to the uh, Super Bowl this season, by a lot of. I don't think any of us picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, but mm. um, if you told me the Chiefs made the Super Bowl preseason, I'd be like, yeah. What else is new? <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay, nice pick. Uh, but I, I, I think they need to start stringing together wins, and it starts like you said. Championship teams beat other competitive. Uh, playoff and contender teams and this is going to be a big uh big game for the chiefs they need to win this game i think it's, it's a not a must win but it's a gotta have it win to get back on the uh it also it would, it would also help us out so well that was my other point i had to yeah. it, it would definitely help us it, in the division standing it, it puts an l on the <laughs> it puts an l on the column for the bills which is kind of what we're looking for right here it definitely helps us out. Instead of being down two games, it brings us back. If Danny football can be right, it can bring us back to within a game. So I am definitely looking at that side of the football as well. Uh, let's go with waiver pickup of the week. I'm going with Dawson Knox, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Ironically, uh, this kid's look good. He's, he's putting together some consistent weeks. Uh, he was a big waiver pickup last week. He's now rostered in 20% of leagues. Uh, let me pull up his stat line from this week. He had, he's the number on ESPN. He's number nine. He had eight targets, five receptions, 37 yards and two TDs. He's a, looks like a red, big red zone target for um, Josh Allen. He's had, he scored four touchdowns in the last three weeks. And it's, he's only improved in fantasy points every single week. He get, goes up a little bit more and more. KC has a terrible secondary. So he's going to get some good points. He's going to have a good option. I think it's going to uh, good, be a good option as like a tight end if you need one to flex, whatever, what have you. And, you know, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a lot of passing yards in this game. I think it's going to be Josh Allen versus uh, Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I think that could bode well for Dawson Knox. So I, I, if you need a tight end, he's a very good option to have on your uh, roster there. I'm going to go Van Jefferson, wide receiver for the Rams. Love I it. know the I know the Rams have a lot of mouths to feed, but Van Jefferson stepped up this week. Uh, six receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Wide receivers looking a little thin this year, especially for me. I had Julio and A.J. Brown on the bench, so I kind of wanted to jump off a bridge. So 
Van Jefferson, 5.3% owned. Might as well pick him up. I like that. Two weeks in a row, Rams receivers going in waiver pickups of the week. Pick them on up. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> so we're going to move on. We want to do this last week, but we decided to wait one more week to kind of get four weeks into the season and see, you know, where the teams kind of fall. It's a segment we like to call on the hot seat. On the hot seat. So for on the hot seat, we go through a couple coaches in the NFL. We have a big list here. And it's it's uh coaches that, you know need to start being like oh man i is my job in jeopardy here are they on the hot seat this season it's a lot you know it's obviously teams that are losing it's a lot of teams that are underperforming so without further ado danny football do you want to read the first name we got sala from the jets one in th- jets are one in three actually coming off their first win of the year against the te- the titans in overtime big rev what do you think i'm gonna say he's not I'm leaning on not. He's a first-year coach. He's, he's going to be – he's four games into his season. I get they're one and three, you know, and they've looked pretty bad. But rookie quarterback, rookie co- head coach, you know, I think they're going to let it ride at least one more year with Robert Sala. And Robert Sala is a very good coach. I, I Like, I'm a big fan of him. I was a big fan when he was coming out of KC uh, – not KC, 49ers, the San Fran. He was a top target, head coach target for me going into this offseason. So I think it's just too early. I think he, I think he's got plenty of time. I think I think you know next year at this time, if we're one and three, maybe we start having that same conversation. Yeah, I think he, I think he's inherited a lot of problems from Adam Gase. So I think he's, I think he's safe for this year at least. All right, here's a veteran coach here, Mike Tomlin. I think he's, I think he's safe. Only because the, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will be able to use Big Ben as a scapegoat for the season. I think he could potentially be in the hot seat for the rest of this year. Look, Mike Tomlin's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. He's great. And I don't think he is the problem necessarily in Pittsburgh. I think they just have a quarterback that's old and looks old. And they don't really have a lot of they, – they have a lot of weapons, but the guy throwing the ball isn't just – isn't good enough. So. One of the two is going. I think you're right. Big Ben's probably going to be the one out. But I, I think and, so. Unless they, if they draft a quarterback and they roll with a drafted quarterback, I could see them rebuilding from the top down, getting rid of their head coach, bring it with a new rookie, uh, rookie quarterback. The way I think he stays is if they, there's a little shift, which I'm hearing some rumblings here, Danny Football, that there could be some. We already know with uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the move. We're hearing a little rumblings in Seattle. Is Russell Wilson going to be on the move? You know, if we see one of those two guys end up in Pittsburgh, yeah, I don't think he has a problem. I think they get rid of Ben and they keep Mike Tomlin. But if they go the rookie route and they do the rebuild route, which I don't think they should because they actually have a really good roster as is. Like, they have a lot of wide receiver weapons. And they just drafted that top running back. We got Frank Wright from the Colts. Again, it's. I think it's going to be more of a quarterback situation where if Carson Wentz is going to be injury prone all year, I think he can kind of skate on this season. Yeah, I guess they. I, 
he's 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 a I would say he's in the in the warm seat. I think both him and Tomlin are in the warm seat because you're right. He's they got an easy out. Frank Wright can say my the star quarterback you just brought in is hurt. What am I going to do? I'm playing Jacoby Brissett here. What am I going to do? You're right. He's probably going to use Carson Wentz as a scapegoat. He can blame it on injuries. He can blame it on Carson Wentz. I think you're right. I think he'll be fine going forward. Let's go Urban Meyer with the Jacksonville Jesus Jaguars. Christ. I I would have <laughs> said no, but after uh, the uncompromising position he found himself in on video, I think he might be in the hot seat now. For those of that don't know, Urban Meyer was caught on video at a, I think it was a bar. It might have been a club. I'm not sure, but he was caught on he was video. dancing. He was caught on video, you know, with a with a female that was not his wife. So yeah. I think I think that may have. And then he came out today, said he apologized to the team for being a distraction. So it's not looking great for him. Your team's 0-4. You have the number one pick in the draft, and. You look, have no sight of improving. I think he's definitely in the hot seat. And I normally don't say that for first-year coaches. Uh, it's like at first year in the league, you know, you kind of give him a year. But with everything going on, I think he is uh, he is definitely in the hot seat for sure. Not not looking great for Mr. Meyer. Yeah, he could be even a mid-season do you think he goes back to college or do you think he just wraps it up? I think and says, he takes that USC job so fast if he has the opportunity. Yeah, I think it would be smart if he did. Uh, Ron Rivera. No, he shouldn't be. They made the playoffs last year. They had that great wild card game against the Pats. The Pats, Jesus. Against the Bucks. Bucks. Um, Tom Brady syndrome. Yeah, I know. He's kind of <laughs> he's kind of in a turmoil this season because of the quarterback situation. So I think Ron Rivera is good to go. I think he's fine now that after he gave the keys to Heineke. I think this is your guy for, for right now, at least like he, he was the guy that I really wanted to see to start the season just because he's the guy that almost got you one step further in that wild card game against the Super Bowl champs. Like he was the reason you were in that game. I like that. They gave him the keys. I mean, it, I hate that it had to come at a Fitz injury. Cause I love Brian Fitzpatrick, but the keys are in his hands. Let the kid go to work for this year. See, see what happens. And, I think you're right. Ron Rivera is coming off a coach of the year performance. I think he's fine. Pete Carroll. No, I feel like that Super Bowl bought him a lifetime contract. He's, <laughs> he's in Seattle as long as he wants to be. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think he's. I don't think he's in trouble. They won last week. You got it back to two and two. They have a tough schedule. Don't get me wrong, but especially being in the same division with we just complimented the heck out of them. The Cardinals, Rams, like it's going to be tough. They got to play both those teams twice. That's four games out (laughs) of uh, 17. So, you know, I think he's fine. Like you said, he he made it to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. He's got a lifetime contract with them. Matt Nagy. He's on the the hot seat. This is not looking good (laughs) for the Bears. He has fumbled this Justin Fields thing through four weeks, and I think that's all on him. So if this team, if this team underperforms this season, that's, I, I think he should be on the hot seat. You're right. As much as you love Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton's your guy. I think we can all agree they should have put the keys in Justin Fields' hands a lot sooner. And, I mean, Justin Fields doesn't look great, but, you know, I think the Bears are beating teams that they should. The two losses they have are against the Rams and the Browns, who I think are better. But I think Matt Nagy being 2-2, two and two, if he comes out with a losing season, I mean, you got to – New new quarterback, 
It's kind of like when Jared Goff was drafted and uh, Fisher was fired and they brought in a new head. They brought in Sean McVay the next year. You know, I think that's, I think that's where the bears are at right now. They got to find a new exciting, Sean Behenemy or whatever his first name is, Behenemy from the KC, uh, from KC, the offensive coordinator. Maybe they bring him in, get some life into that offense with Justin Fields. Yeah, they need but something yeah, new. I think I think you're right. I think he is in the hot seat. And the last one that we have is Mike Zimmer. I think he's hot seat too. He's he's had plenty of chances to get this to get the Vikings right, and he hasn't done it. I agree. One and three with the Vikings. You have, I mean. Don't get me wrong. Kirk Cousins isn't the greatest, but he's not the worst. He's a very capable quarterback. And especially when you have a, um, an offense, when you have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, that even that other wide receiver, the, the young wide receiver that they have in there, they got to win games, man. They shouldn't be one and three. They, they, and he's had, like you said, he's had plenty of years to do it. He lost to the Browns. I think arguably they're better. Cardinals, they lost by one. It was a close game. It was a good matchup. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, uh, weekend recap. And they lost to the Bengals in OT week one. That's a bad loss. You know what I mean? So they got the Lions next week. That's a bounce back win they got to have. But I think he's definitely on the hot seat for sure going forward in the season. So that's, that's it for NFL talk. We'll see how next week's NFL games go. Let's move on to the hottest team in Boston right now. The Boston not, Red not Sox. Not true, not true. <laughs> the New England Revolution clinched the top seed in the MLS, so we're going to give it back to the Revs. We talked about it yesterday. We may go to a Revs game, the last regular season game of the uh, the Revs. I'm we got to talk down. about that. Um, but the Boston Red Sox, they're going uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. So when this comes out, well, the season could be over, so all this could be everything, for now. Yeah, I was going to say, everything we're about to say could just be a wash. So... Ugly end of the season. I think we can all agree on that. But if you asked me at the beginning of the season where this team would fall, both of us said this is a wild card team. We are in the wild card game. I I think we can all agree. Looking at the roster that we have, this team has projected exactly what we thought it would do, if not a little bit more. I get the first couple weeks you were the best team in the uh, MLB, uh, best record in the AL. Maybe in the, I forget if it was ever the best record of the uh, MLB. But you now are the fourth best team in the AL. I, I think that that's not too far off from where they were. I don't, you, you're in the perfect spot. You get all the cards. You have your best ace going against the Yankees that we all called a garbage team. You have your ace going at home. It's at, in front of your home fans. I, I I just think that you're where you want to be. You're in a good spot. If you win, you, you're in a good spot to win. If you lose it, I mean, it's going to be disappointing. Yeah, but we're we're in we're in the wild card game. We're in the same spot the Yankees did, and we didn't mortgage our future in it. So I guess that's how that's how I look at it. it you know, I I think we'll be okay. You get your best pitcher on the mound. Let's let's have at it, boys. And that's that's kind of my been my take this last couple games this last week because um, we did say this is a wild card team going in. I don't think anyone picked the Red Sox to legitimately win the division. Um, so they are where we thought they would be in the beginning of this, the beginning of the season. What sucks is that we had a chance halfway through the season because we had the division lead at the All Star break. So it's still disappointing that they 
um, it is still disappointing that they weren't able to put together a second half that would have kept things interesting with the Rays. That being said, we played pretty badly and we're still the we're still hosting the wild card game, which is pretty good. Am I happy that we kind of backed into it, limped our way in? No. I would love to have had more momentum coming into this. That being said, we did sweep the last series of the season, but we did drop, you know, we got swept by the Yankees. You dropped two of three to the Orioles. You kind of back your way in. I'm not happy with it, but at the same time, we're able to host the game. We have Nathan Avaldi going, and it's against the Yankees, who we won the season series against. People forget that's why we're in the position that we are is because we beat right. the Yankees in the season series, so now we're hosting. Um, so I agree with you that they are where we projected them to be. I am disappointed that they didn't play better, make it more of a run of the division. Do I think we could have taken the division seeing that we finished eight games back? Maybe we don't know though. So yeah, it would have been a difference of still being the top wildcard team, but maybe being two games back at the Rays or three games back at the Rays instead of eight. So disappointed that it fell apart. But I did like the uh, point you made that we didn't mortgage our future just to make the wild card like the Yankees did. The Yankees sold over half of their top 20 prospects just to make the wild card game. So we have they're Nathan. Not even Val- host. Right. We, they're not even hosting it. So we have Nathan Avaldi going, arguably from bell to bell, our best pitcher this season. I know Chris Sale is there, but again, he only pitched the last couple months. So you have your best pitcher from bell to bell. You're going up and going up against a Yankees team who for the most part struggled this season. I know they got hot and that's how they got in here, but they struggled for most of the season. Garrett Cole's on the other side. I don't fear Garrett Cole. He's not who he's not the Garrett Cole that the Yankees thought they were bringing in. He's not the Astros Garrett Cole. Nathan Avaldi, Garrett Cole, Fenway Park, Tuesday night. I'm ready to go. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a great game, and it's good for the league. I think this is exactly the match. The league didn't want the Red Sox with the Mariners. They didn't want the Red Sox versus the Blue Jays. They wanted the Red Sox for the Yankees Tuesday night primetime game. Winner goes to the next round. Loser goes home. But I think the last thing that should be said is a big thank you to Jose Iglesias, who helped this team in the last month, he can't play in the playoffs eligible, but he was a mission to help us get the playoffs. So at least, um, you know, they got to get some tickets or something. uh, (laughs) They got to get something for this, uh, for this postseason run being the end of the regular season. We're going to do the end of the season awards. You can go back and listen on our Instagram, uh, on our YouTube page at big red zone, give us a subscribe and go listen to what we said before. Way too early awards. We're going to do two MVPs, two rookies of the year, and two Cy Youngs for each league. In the AL, I, I was between two guys, and arguably they played for the same team. Wander Franco. And it's close, man, between his teammate. But Franco, in the, his last 30 games, batted 355, uh, 409, and uh, 545. He's, he's He led... Franco's batting average led all MLB uh, AL rookies. He's just, he was the guy that was the big ticket item when he came into the league. Everyone was excited to see Wander Franco come in. 
And he's kind of like that Zion Williamson of the NBA. Like everyone wanted to see this guy perform at the big league level. And he has done nothing but perform. His team's in first place. He's a big part of that. So I'm going to go Wander Franco for the AL Rookie of the Year. Is Cedric Mullins considered a rookie? Think so? I'll go with Franco then. I thought for some reason Mullins was still considered a rookie, but I don't think that's the case. Randy or is uh, Zarina, his teammate, I forget his name. I can't pronounce his name, but he's a potential Rookie of the Year candidate too. NL Rookie of the Year. I was going to say Trevor Rogers. I think that's from last year. No, Trevor Rogers is a rookie. I don't know. I don't know what this is from. NL Rookie of the Year. I'll go Trevor Rogers then. I don't know why they said they already voted on it. Weird. So I was looking at Trevor Rogers. Am I looking at? I think Tre- I was gonna say Trevor. I was looking at Trevor Rogers too. Rookie of the Year is tough, man, because everyone you don't know who qualifies. It's it's just a it's weird. What do you got for Coach Manager of the Year? All right, in the AL, I'm going with Dusty Baker. Manager uh, came in for the Astros after the whole debacle. Um, brought them to have the best record, uh, second best record in the AL. Uh, won the division pretty handily. He came in and was able to handle the noise of uh, all the not uh, all the craziness of the last few years, and helped uh, kind of keep them moving forward. So I'm gonna go uh, Dusty Baker for the uh, AL. AL, I'll go. Scott Cervais for the Mariners just because he nearly got them to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, that I was, like that. He he really didn't have that great of a team, but he put it together. It came down to game 162. It sucks that Kyle Seager is going to be leaving, but I, I liked what he did with the Mariners. I kind of was rooting for them to get that second spot over the Yankees just because I saw how much it was meaning to all those Seattle fans. Um, yeah. So I'll go with uh, I'll go with Scott for AL. Uh, for NL, I'm gonna go a friend of the Red Sox, Gabe Kapler. Giants out of nowhere and won the division. They beat the Dodgers, who are absolutely stacked. Uh, 107 wins this season. They're the best record in baseball. I mean, I got to give this guy a lot of credit, man. The, the Giants kind of came out of uh, out of nowhere, and I just think this team. I, I when you thought of who was going to have the best record in baseball, the Giants were definitely not at the top of my list. And you know, give them a lot of credit. I'm going to go Mike Schilt for the Cardinals because I can't believe they turned it around so well. And that's a good on, one. Went on an insane winning winning streak. I think they were like decimal points for projected. Uh, playoff positioning in like mid-August so the fact that they were able to completely turn it around like that I'm going to give it to Mike I like it Cy Young who do you got for Cy Young of the year it has to be showy showy's definitely going to be on my list somewhere else I'm going Robbie Ray I'm just going to stick with him Robbie Ray I'm going to give him the nod he you know he's leading leading the American League in ERA strikeouts and whip and quality starts I think he has done such an amazing job this season and it's kind of been quiet uh, it's tough with a team that didn't make the playoffs, but I think he's been pretty outstanding this season. And to be honest with you, if the Blue Jays are willing to blow it up. I wouldn't mind if the Red Sox try to put take a trade waiver at him and use some of those prospects to get Robbie Ray in the building to help boost this uh, starting uh, rotation. So I'm going with Robbie Ray. And for the AL, I mean NL, I'm going to go Walker Bueller, mainly because I love this guy in the show. He's pretty outstanding for the um, Dodgers. He's kind of the, he's kind of taking up the uh, 
I think he's taking over as the head guy, Clayton Kershaw. I think he's kind of taking over. He's going to be the new Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers. They have a stacked uh, starting rotation when they added Scherzer. Uh, but I think I like Walker Bueller winning the Cy Young. I think he deserves it. I'm going to go with his uh, teammate, Max Scherzer. AL MVP, I'm going Showy. Has to be Showy. Has to be Showy. He's doing something that we've never seen before. I think he has to be it. Uh, NL MVP, who do you got? I'm going to ride with Nick Castellanos. I don't think he'll get it, but I'm going to, I'm going to ride. With I like how you're ride or die going down with the ship on Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos. I love it. I, I may throw up saying this name who I think is going to win the MVP. I think I'm going to actually throw up Bryce Harper. I can't believe I'm saying it, but Bryce Harper, I think is going to be the MVP. He's just been unbelievable this season and mainly since the all-star break they missed the playoffs but he's been out of uh, playing out of his mind they won 82 games i just i think he's gonna get the nl mvp and i hate myself for saying it so that's our predictions we'll see what happens at the end of this uh at the end of the year they're gonna be announced i'm guessing in the next few weeks that's our end of the season awards we're gonna get into our final segment of the night the people's topic it's the people's topic baby So people's a topic. Uh, normally, you can write in our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Instagram decided to be down for four hours today. We're, it's maybe the end of the world. So uh, actually, I may check it and see if we can get in. Is it still down? Does anyone know? Danny Football, do you know if it's still it's, down? I think it's up, isn't it? Let's see. Is it up again? Holy shnikes. <laughs> All right. We got, we got one from... Di- uh, we got a couple. Ben Rappaport. Shout out, Ben. He said wild card. We already talked about that. Oh, this is a good one. This one comes from Vicky. Went Apple picking with us as well. There we go. St- Steve Belichick and whatever he was doing with his tongue. Did you see that at the game? That was wild, dude. I didn't that was, know what the fuck was going on. What was going on there? That was the most disgusting and most uh, confusing thing I've ever seen in my life. Steve Belichick. I'm, you just became a meme again, my friend, because that's pretty unbelievable. Paige, classic, classic Paige. She said, I don't know if you're going to talk about this anyways, but is Brady going to stay involved in football after retiring, coaching, announcing, et cetera? Uh, probably. I'd say he, he he could always be a talking head on one of the football networks. That would be easy. Yeah. I, would, I think he'll stay I involved could, in some way. I could see him getting into like ownership or something like that. Yeah, I think that's more of uh, I think that's more up his alley as being like ownership type, being behind the scenes stuff. I don't I don't really see him being a head coach or anything like that. This one comes from Cameron, Mac Jones rankings versus other rookies, easy one. But four weeks in, decent sample is a damp, decent sample size. I think, I think he's the best easily, best quarterback, easily the best rookie of the class, easily. Yep, I agree, Ed. The hug between Brady and Belichick. Is it a just Bill being Bill? I kind of liked it. Short and sweet. I imagine how he embraces Linda after a long road trip. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I didn't I didn't like, you know, short and sweet. There's no need to fucking make a scene. And, you know, you lost the game. They met after the game. They were in the visitor's locker room for a half an hour talking. Yeah. They had their meeting. There's no point in making a huge thing on the field. Bill Belichick yeah. has never been one for pomp and circumstance, so I got it. Yeah. 
I I I agree. I I I think it. I think their embrace was gonna be all behind the scenes, and that's what it was. Another one from Jack. He says predictions for the wild card game: Red Sox, Yankees. I think we both said Red Sox. I think that's pretty. I don't think either of us are gonna say. That's a rough one, seeing that this is gonna come out after the game. Yeah, I'm going Red Sox. I got to ride or die. You know what I mean? And like I said, if it's wrong, we'll cut it out. Let's go to Instagram. We just got it up. We're back. Instagram is back and working, people. This is like days after, so you probably don't have to even worry about it. Timmy Boomsauce, who has been great, a great fan of ours. If that kick would have been good, WTF. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up, Timmy Boomsauce. <laughs> Just bringing up, rubbing yeah, salt in an open wound. That would have been great if the kick was good. All right, Joseph Celia, last question. Joseph Celia, he took a week off last week. We're back. Joseph underscore Celia, and this is a great question. I don't know if I would do it. Would you? I mean, I think I would. Would you trade a second-round pick for Allen Robinson? Yes. I think I would do that in a heartbeat. Especially seeing the wide receiving core right now, we definitely need – like that premier guy. So I trade a second round pick for him in a second. We already traded a second round pick for Muhammad Sanu. So I I definitely take the chance on him. I think, I think you're right. I think he could add a little bit and he's been a consistent help for lesser quarterback. I think right last year, like he, he was pretty good for them. So I think it would be definitely a good ad for us. I, but we need to figure out the running back situation before the wide receiver, because we have some weapons to catch the ball. Not many, but there's no, we had negative yards last time, boys running the football. So we definitely need to figure that out. So great people's topic came back strong this this week with a bunch of people's topics. Uh, thank you for writing in. Uh, again, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone, where you can write in any time for people's topic. Also, you can follow us on TikTok for latest clips from the show. Also, you can find us on Spotify and uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Make sure if you're watching this, hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. And make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, my thanks to Danny Football. Big week. Have a good week, everyone. Peace.